Hey there, folks. Glad to have you back at the Red River Rising. I'm Pastor Mike, along with Rick Salcedo here. And we're continuing on this uh, message uh, or topic of Job and uh, the book of it and misperceptions uh, of the storyline and trying to clarify some of these things up and understanding the book. And uh, we're going through this quite quite a few days here. But today we're getting into to chapter 2, verses 4 and 5 is where we're going to start back up at. And I just got to tell you, we we had to restart. We already started this once and just had our power go out and restarted back here. So anyway, whatever the devil's trying to do, it ain't going to work today. Not today. That's right. Rick, let's get us started then, buddy. Okay. We left off last time with uh, God having a conversation with Satan where God is confronting Satan about uh, setting his heart on uh, destroying Job. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so the, the conversation picks up in verse 4 and 5, and it says, So Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin, uh, yes, all that a man has he will give for his life. But stretch out your hand now and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will surely curse you to your face. So, you know, when God confronts Satan, instead of uh, confessing his evil de- de- uh, desire to devour Job for his blamelessness, Satan persists with his wily scheme of falsely accusing Job in an attempt to incite God against mm-hmm. him. See, he tried that in uh, verse 1. Right. You know, he tried to incite God against Job, but God refused. Um, we pick up here in uh, verse 6 through 8. It says, And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, he is in your hand, but spare his life. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and struck Job with painful boils from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. And he took for himself, and this is Job, and Job took for himself a potsherd, with which to scrape himself while he sat in the midst of the ashes. All right. So again, we learned last time, the last conversation God had with Satan, um, when he said, behold, everything he has is in your hand. God wasn't giving him permission Mm -hmm. to destroy those things. God was simply pointing out truthfully, well, you have dominion on the earth. The hedge of protection is not there. I mean, it's all in your hands. So God was just being truthful with Satan. Okay, and we read verses where God delights in the truth. Mm-hmm. Okay, so God's not going to lie, not even to the devil. Right. Okay, and and so that's what's happening here too. God's not giving Satan permission to attack Job, Job's health. Mm-hmm. He's simply saying, "Behold, he's in your hand." You know, Satan has dominion on the earth. You know, mm-hmm. Job's fear, which is the opposite of faith, right. it has brought down a hedge of protection around him. Right. So, so Job's health is now. At the mercy of the devil, and the devil has no mercy. Yep. Okay. And so that's what's going on here. And so once Satan found that out, he, he immediately left and he struck Job with painful boils. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is an ancient procedure or not, but it really doesn't make, you know, when you're really suffering with boils that are probably what pus oozing everywhere and yeah. painful and stuff. Yeah. I'm not so sure I would sit in a pile of ashes and scrape. <laughs> Yeah, My I don't skin. know, you know, what, what the what the medical treatment of that time may have been, yeah. but um, yeah, I, look, looking at it in today's you know context, yeah, that would I don't know that I've done that either. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you know that might indicate that Job was so uh, distraught, yeah. was so overcome with despair that he was just kind of in shock. Yeah, perhaps not yeah. really thinking clearly or smartly. So uh, we see in these two verses or three verses that God didn't afflict Job. Satan did because it says here, Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and struck Job. Mm-hmm. Satan struck Job. Right. Okay. So God didn't do it. Um, so Satan's the prince of this world. Um, 
and he tried to get, so he struck Job trying to get Job to blame God. Okay, and the conventional thinking back then is that God gave, or no, the conventional thinking now when we read the book of Job is that God gave Satan permission to afflict Job. Right. Um, but as we'll see in a upcoming verse in chapter 3, that um, it was Job's fear that removed the hedge of protection from around him. Mm-hmm. Okay, because Job, we talked about this earlier, his his character was he worried a lot. Right. Okay, and we saw that in verse 1. Um and God simply told the truth to Satan, what the situation was. Um, in John chapter 16, verse 33, it says, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you'll have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. And um, because Satan is prince of this world, and because of our flaws, we have tribulation while right. we live on this fallen earth. Um, but through God, we can overcome it. That's and we right. talked about that in the previous episode. That's exactly right. You know, using the weapons, the spiritual weapons that God's given us to combat the storms of life that come. Yeah. And, you know, we don't have to wallow in them as long as we normally usually do. That's right. If we would just have faith and take those, take up those weapons of warfare, um, we can defeat those circumstances. Absolutely. And more so than that, just, uh, you know, to put this in your back pocket with that too, is that, um, that's a, that's a benefit of being a believer on, on earth is that we are equipped for those. So that, uh, you know, when things come up, you're not empty handed and you talked about Job not thinking straight. You know, sometimes we don't think straight either when we're in the midst of these, uh, events yeah. going on, you know, and, uh, especially if you do, uh, compile one after the other. Uh, on top of you, but be mindful of that. Remember that uh, God's promises are are still true in any situation that you're in, and those weapons we still have. But yeah. Go ahead, continue on there, brother. Okay, uh, verses nine through ten. It says, uh, "Then his wife said to him, Do you still hold fast to your integrity? Curse God and die.' But he said to her, You speak as one of the foolish women speaks. Shall we indeed accept good from God, and shall we not accept adversity?" In all this, Job did not sin with his lips. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that, that last part of verse 10, that's where a lot of people, you know, get the impression that, um, you know, good things and bad things come from the hand of God. See, this is Job, uh, again, expressing his belief. All things came from the hand of the sovereign God, right. good or bad. Right. You know, and that's where a lot of people, believe, you know, you'll, you'll hear people say the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Yeah. Well, they're, they're misunderstanding this verse yeah. here. What, what a wife to have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why don't you just go ahead and curse God and just die, man? Get this over with, please. You're making all of us miserable. I yeah. mean, you know. I mean, and, and let's talk about his wife for a bit. So here's the situation. After the devil took Job's possessions and his health, um, well, Job still didn't sin with his lips against God. Mm-hmm. So Satan tries to attack him through his wife. You know, and and Satan's very good at deceiving. You know, he can't he'll try, but he can't manipulate and deceive God. Right. But he certainly can do it with us. We're we're sadly to say we're easy prey. Right. For Satan to manipulate, and and most of the time we don't even know we're being used by him. That's right. You know, that's why we've got to be wise as serpents and gentle as doves. Yeah. That's why we got to be you know know the wiles of the devil, Mm -hmm. and 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 know what kind of fiery darts. He uses, yep. you know, because heaven forbid that I'm ever used by Satan to to cause any grief yeah. to a child of God yeah. or anybody, period. That's right. And, of course, if we stuck to the royal law, which is love your neighbor as yourself, 
they would squander a lot of that right then and there. Yeah, that's but, a good point. Because if you're just loving, if you're truly loving that God kind of love, you know, the first one was to love thy God with all thy heart when they asked for the most important. And then secondly was to love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. That's the royal law. Yeah. If you do that, that doesn't give the devil a, fo- uh, a foothold. Right. He's got nothing to use because whatever you're doing is out of love for somebody else. You you cut that path off for them. Yeah, that's a great point. So uh the devil incites Job's wife to she she berates him and speaks out against him. But mm-hmm. but let's let's look at her. You know, when when you're in a difficult situation and you're vulnerable, you know, don't be surprised if the devil tries to use you and manipulate right. you because. You know, I don't think that she was, you know, Job tried to be righteous and live in the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. you know, righteousness, uh, peace and joy in the whole, in the spirit. Right. Um, you know, he hadn't achieved the peace and joy in the spirit part yet, but right. he does at the end of the book. Yeah. You know, so he strove to be righteous. He got that part down pretty good, mm-hmm. but I don't see anywhere in the Bible, in the, in the book of Job where it says his wife was righteous like him. Yeah. You know, his kids were materialistic. They lived in the kingdom of the world, eating and drinking. Right. You know, because the gospel or Jesus said the you know kingdom of God isn't eating and drinking. Well, that's pretty much what his kids did. They partied all the time. Right. And so I'm thinking maybe they inherited that attitude from mom. Yeah, I don't know. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. So so I'm thinking mom was was worldly, while Job was trying to live in the kingdom of God. Yeah. Um. So here we have a worldly woman. She just lost all her children. So, you know, you and I, we can kind of grasp that, but mm-hmm. unless you're a mom, you don't really know how devastating it is to the heart of a mom to lose a child. Right. Okay. So she just lost 10 children. Yeah. She just lost all her children. She lost all her wealth. Mm-hmm. So, and she's looking at her husband who's sitting there oozing with pus from boils. Right. You know, so in her mind... Staying with Job, there's absolutely no hope. Yeah. You know, there's no hope of, of rebounding out of this if, as long as I'm stuck with this guy. Right. All right. So that made her very easy, uh, a very easy puppet for Satan to use. Yeah. And, um, I think this is my personal opinion. I think in her heart, she wanted Job to die. She saw no hope of, of recovering her, her, uh, lavish lifestyle staying with him. So she wanted him to die so he she could go pursue another husband. And, you know, I, it doesn't speak specifically to her motive, but it does speak specifically to her heart's desire. And she made the statement very plain. Why don't you just curse God and die? Yeah. So you're, you're right. I mean, her, her desire is for him to die, whatever her motive may have been, yeah. right? And whether it was that or, you know, if you want to argue the point and say, well, maybe she just had empathy, sympathy for her husband and just didn't want to see him suffer anymore, whatever it may have been, the fact was still in her heart. What she said was, you ought to just go ahead and curse him and just die. Yeah. Just be done. Yeah. And yeah. and she wasn't satisfied. So I think she was angry at God, too. Yeah. yeah she I probably, could, you know, that. like everybody else. Right. Otherwise, she, why, she why would she blam- say curse God? Yeah. She was blaming God for yeah. everything that happened. That's God right. did this to us. Why don't you just curse God and die? Yeah, yeah. Um, so she wasn't satisfied with him just dying. She wanted to ruin his relationship with God. Right. You know, that, that was kind of a way to, to get back at God. Yeah. And you see that in, in uh, people today. Yeah. You know, they're, they're so angry at God that they go out of their way to harass and make the children of God miserable. Yeah. And, you know, and they're trying to disrupt that relationship they have with God. Yeah. Exactly right. You're yeah. Exactly right. And then finally, um, at the end of chapter 2 in verses 11 and 13, we see that Job's three, quote, friends, unquote, 
show up. <laughs> um, and that reads, Now when Job's three friends heard of all the adversity that had come upon him, each one came from his own place, Elipaz the Temanite, Bildad the Shuhite, and Zophar the Naamathite. A bunch of ites. Yes. Yep. <laughs> um, for they had made an appointment together to come and mourn with him and to comfort him. So we see initially their intentions are good. Right. Uh, verse 12. And then they raised their eyes from afar and did not recognize him. They lifted their voices and wept. And each one tore his robe and sprinkled dust on his head toward heaven. So they sat down with him on the ground seven days and seven nights. And no one spoke a word, for they saw that his grief was very great. Wow. So his three friends come to comfort him, and mm-hmm. we're going to see how that worked out. That didn't quite pan out the way that you would think comforting friends should pan out. Yeah. I don't but, know if I'd want these friends or not. We'll just yeah. have to see, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so join us next time to find out what how it unfolded. And until then, prepare your heart for the coming revival. Amen. Amen.